Grandmother Chi has established that this is very much a formal ceremony and then it becomes kind of like a big old drinking, dancing night of entertainment. The two main doors leading to the room just kind of burst open and then they see Tristan pushing the doors open and everyone's like, who is this intruder? And then the band flanked behind me as we walk in and everyone's like, oh my God, they're here. They've got a new lead singer. I'm going to like drift around the room like a really sort of high class waiter. And while I'm doing it, I was going to listen into um, all the chatter and find out the, you know, the general feeling of the room. There are more concealed weapons in this room than you can count. Volavant. Ah, we finally caught up with her. What are you doing here? Unhand me! <laughs> Go on, get out with you. I am just going to need to do a quick sweep of the room. The assistant die master, Fen Shaoye, pulls a knife and goes to stab Hongden. I will dive in the way, heroically. It only really scratches you, but hmm. there was poison on that blade. I better pull out a boot dagger and then stab him in the back then. You hear some kind of ruckus coming from the door that Enigma and Percy went through. Anyway! I'm going to start playing the next loud part of my <laughs> set. The old man is dying. Help him, help him. Save me! You notice a couple of heads turn, but most people are busy watching Tristan. Oh, now that looks like a laser thing. <laughs> taut silk threads crisscrossing the corridor in a carefully contrived pattern of intersecting diagonals. I know what you mean. Lasers. This is the one I've been training for. Fuck's sake. You come out the other side. On either side of the door, like solemn guards, stand two stationary figures. They're a little like statues of crumpled technicolor silk. They stand straight and turn wrinkled silk faces towards you. They can't unravel parts of their body to grasp at you. I'm afraid not. (laughs) That's my action hero line as I leave the room. I'm going to look for the leader of the Crimson House or one of the other two. They look worried. Yeah, definitely. Do they have bodyguards with them? There are some guards with the colours of different houses around the room. There's a brief discussion between the leader of the Yellow and Crimson Houses. Old Man Banbury's going to go and find Chiling. Hello, Banbury. Yeah, I'd say maybe get everyone from the, your rolling people, like, behind the table, so that when it kicks off, they can just push the table over and hide behind that. So you have a hundred possible drawers. I open four across, three down. Inside it is a stone that looks exactly like the one you have. Ah, oh, piss. <laughs> Bambri's going to go and warn Tristan, who's on stage still singing. Oh, I know. I'm going to do a defy danger on something to see if I'm aware of... Because I'm watching the crowd still. I'm going to do a defy danger on intelligence. You don't need to worry about... You don't need to worry about... (laughs) Wait, I'm going to roll wisdom quickly. God. Oh my God, I'm I'm oblivious. (laughs) You're in the zone musically. I need warning. I am so into this song, I don't know what's happening. 
You've been doing a solo for the last five minutes and all the yeah. musicians are just staring at you, waiting for you to stop. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even taking XP for those two failed rolls. Yeah. I'm just so into it. Well, I didn't ask you to roll anything, so in fairness... Exactly, just... that's why. I'm not. Cla- I'm being decent. God, don't call me on my bullshit, Ben. <laughs> okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pretend I dropped my plectrum and be like, oh, sorry as I bend down near Banbury to pick it up and I'm going to scrabble around for it. What's the skinny, Banbury? I think some of the younger houses have been the ones that have maybe been involved in Games Def, the thing to set us up, and maybe they're looking to make a play. That They looked a bit sad that that guy got dragged out. I don't know what's going on upstairs. I could... Okay, which ones are they? I mean, I guess, Nick, which ones are they? I'll put... I'll... Point them with a nod, with a nod, with a nod, with a nod. Don't use your fingers, don't use your fingers. (laughs) Banbury is going to not use his fingers. He's going to use a a prawn uh, (laughs) that he's been dipping in sauce and just go, that guy over there, (laughs) that that one over there, and that lady, (laughs) the one with the beehive hair. Thankfully, the band are pretty loud at this point. Yeah, the band are rocking it. Actually, Tristan, they're making their way towards the stage. Okay, Bambi, get into position. It's kicking off. I mean, what position? We didn't discuss this. Enigma was doing it all. Percy ran in because he didn't trust her, and you and me are stuck out here like dingbats. Get into position, Bambi. God damn it. I'm going to go back to the mic and start... Um, there, I, me... there isn't a mic, to be fair. It's just your voice. Yeah, I know, but it feels like there's a mic. Mike Swayze renamed the... Uh... The, the half orc because he couldn't pronounce his actual name. Okay, I'm gonna be like, okay, everyone, get on the dance floor. Come on, everybody, let's do this. Get on the dance floor. You, you, you. I'm gonna start pointing at people and start upping the tempo to a really funky dance beat and be like, come on, let's get spinning. Everyone from the black house, turn to the left. Everyone from the red house, turn to the right and get. I'm just gonna get that, that you're feel. Going, you're going to drive it into a hoedown. This yeah. is amazing. <laughs> We're going to drive into a hoedown, and um, I feel like I should slip out at that point, but I don't know to do what, so I'm like... Uh... Okay, well, this is going to be a use of your arcane art. Ah, yes. This is going to definitely be... Magic. It's a kind of magic. It's a kind of good roll. Oh, it's an eight. It's not great. Yeah, it's, it's an intermediate success. Oh, I should have used magic to uh, force those houses to start dancing as well, and they couldn't resist the music. Yeah, it's like cause... an irresistible dancing tune. Yeah, the rhythm is going to get you. <laughs> Tristan breaks into a rousing chorus of, I've got the power. What I think happens is you get everyone dancing. Even Banbury's dancing, though he's trying really hard not to. That's all I needed. I can retire from this podcast happy. Banbury. Yep. If you look back to where that shimmer was, you can definitely see it now. Yeah. The thing is, I can cast True Sight, but if I do that, I'm going to drop my persona of being an old man. Oh, you're going to drop drop your charm. And I feel like if Banbury suddenly becomes a short little ugly kid, um, in the middle of this dance floor. The jig is up. Not, not for the best. So what I'm actually going to do is I'm just going to wander near it. Yeah. Just sidle up to it sideways, walking sideways, little little steps, and then going to drop one of the prawns on the floor and then reach over and touch it, but actually touch a bit of what's shimmering. Yeah, it feels like silk. Uh, a person in some silk, I'm assuming. What you touch feels like silk. You assume there is a person the other side of it. There's a person in it. Now... Hello there, Sonny! Why are you invisible? Subtle. 
Are you so, so I guess you're using uh, yeah, because your language is good enough that that will work. Okay. Basically, <laughs> the assassin is stumped by the old man asking him questions and dropping prawns at his feet. An arm shout, shoots out, almost of nowhere, and grabs you. What? What do you do? Um, I act feeble and like I'm a sweet old man. <laughs> and therefore hope that he just lets me off. Oh, I didn't mean anything. I just thought maybe you were scared of dancing. I'd have danced with you. Please don't hurt me. I've got 42 grandchildren and a cat in the street that relies heavily on my milking prowess. This is so good. It's also so far from how I expected any of this to go. Which is what I love about this game. You've got a hoedown and a conversation with a hidden yeah. assassin. Got a conversation with a hidden assassin who can't help dancing to the hoedown. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's got literally everyone is dancing to it. So I will just explain what the downside of that is, Tristan. Oh. You have definitely blown your cover with regard to having access to magical music. What? No way! I'm just... It's just a good tune! This is clearly a magical effect. No! People cannot stop from dancing. <laughs> Even the guard is, like, boogieing along. <laughs> it's clearly he just... Looks very angry about it. He's not pleased. He doesn't want to be boogieing. This is his job, is not to be boogieing. <laughs> well... Admittedly, I didn't think of the sign. Wait, no. So my magic makes people dance, but they're aware that they don't want to be dancing. In this case, if you'd got a 10 plus, it would have just put oh, yeah, people in that thought they were fair. dancing. But that's no, fair. the magic came in a bit too strong. <laughs> and now... <laughs> or weak. To... <laughs> it's like it, it basically came in overpoweringly. I'm basically singing dance, magic, dance, dance, magic, dance, magic, dance. Turn and move those feet. And you see a couple of shimmers in the air, like in the back of the room. Mm. Have I seen Banbury get dragged? Banbury is talking to a wall. Okay. And perhaps being slightly shaken around. Mm. Okay, so... And Banbury, what they're trying to do is to turn you round so you're behind them. So you're out of sight. What do you do? The whereabouts in the room are, am I? I'm near a wall. Oh, I can see on the map. So I'm near a wall, and everyone is probably facing Stu in the dancing. Yeah. So Tristan in the dancing. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, pretty much. They're mostly paying attention to the dancing. Use the use it, Bambri. Burst into flames. Burn the motherfuckers down. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like this music? It's kind of neat. It's got us moving on our sweet feet, but not for you. It's too much of a slog. Because now, buddy. You are a frog. Nice! <laughs> Boom! We are so good. Boom! Those guys are the oh, new team jerk. Intermediate roll? success. Just scraped it. I'm going to forget the spell because I don't think... But as as I cast that, and as is uh, shown by Banbury's voice, slash my voice, uh, Banbury's spell drops the instant oh, he starts casting that. Ooh. So Banbury clearly becomes little horrible, ugly little Banbury. Just hide behind the... <laughs> the curtain. I'm near, I'm near a wall. My my cane is now a full-on broomstick in my hand, okay. which is probably the least subtle bit. But hopefully this invisible person is now maybe an invisible frog yeah, until they're kissed. There is a frog on the ground. 
and it just hops out from what appears to be the edge of nothing. Yeah, just step behind the curtain. When you put your hand down there, you can feel like silk. I'm going to put that silk on. (laughs) Tristan, Banbury disappears. What? Banbury, everything looks completely normal. Did he look like he was violently disappeared? He's just disappeared. Because I'm tempted to whip the bow out and shoot whatever's hiding behind the uh, shimmery thing. <laughs> ben, can I, for added, uh, I'm going to use my, I'm going to use my broom a bit like a hockey stick and just fling that frog <laughs> as far as I can Yeah, you into can... the dance floor and hope that it gets squished under the hoedown feet. Okay, there, there is a frog on the dance floor. The frog is, incidentally, still dancing. <laughs> just doing a little frog dance I mean if I can see the frog I know that Banbury's fine do I Do I see a frog or I don't you can see it for all the people oh. dancing yeah. so as far as you know Banbury has disappeared okay I'm going st- to do that thing that I used to do I'm dropping a lot of self references where I'm going to walk into the audience and be like playing along whilst kind of jigging with people and nodding my head and being like yeah you're getting it you're doing it and I'm like you move I kind of subtly make my way towards where Banbury was I'm like, ow, this guy gets it! And give high fives and stuff as I'm walking through. You can't see Banbury anywhere. Also, Hong Hu, the head of the Red House, comes dancing down the stairs. (laughs) And he's like, who is doing this? (laughs) I'm like, hey, he's feeling it! I'm like, yeah! I'm like, this is so good, I'm loving this! What's happening? And I'm going to feign ignorance. (laughs) I'm like, I feel like I've tapped into something. Someone's really vibing this. Ow! He says, who is doing this? And then he he looks round at the head of the Crimson House and says, is this you? The head of the Crimson House is having a boogie as well. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to be like, ow, who is doing this? And then he's like, is it you? I'm like, is it you? So I'm just riffing now. I'm just I'm just covering this as I'm looking around, and I'm just walking along the walls, going like, "Is it you, Bambri? Oh, she used to love him more. Bambri, where the fuck are you? It sounds like there should be a role here. Yeah, I feel like I'm just trying to cover my magical ass. Yeah, you're trying very hard to cover your magical ass. I guess charisma. Well, people have kind of gathered that magic's being used, and yeah, but they don't, you don't know have it's much me. Chance I can't stop playing. Full on, but you can't stop playing, or everyone's <laughs> gonna flip. Also, I'm like, I can't stop playing. I keep saying I can't stop playing. What's going on? Help me, someone! Stop me, someone! I open four across, three down. Inside it is a stone that looks exactly like the one you have. Ah, oh, piss. I'm going to just put another one in there. You're going to put another one in there? I'm just going to put it in there, close it up, and back the hell out of there, because that's clearly some other crisis. I'm going to tell tell the others when we get back. For now, there can be two in there. That works absolutely fine. I could discern realities on it before I go, just in case. You could use your abilities, couldn't you? Yeah. And take a guess if you want to. But of course, there are always risks. Hmm... I'm going to leave both of them there. That's a, as good an answer as any. Yep, yeah, I mean, it might be Walter It's find out. It's somebody else's mystery. Okay, so Enigma, the first problem that confronts you... Ah, uh, silk dudes. 
is that the two silk creatures are now crowding around that doorway. Look, a loom! <laughs> <laughs> They're actually looming over God it. Damn it, warped. It is, it really is. Can I create a, a distraction or something? Are you spending some time to evaluate a situation? I might do... Oh no, wait, before then, do I know what else that magic silk would do? Is it just locks? What you've learned to do with it is form simple shapes. So you can do locks and you can, like, if you needed to do something else that involved making a short a piece of silk form a simple shape in the air, you'd be able to do that. Oh, yeah, I was imagining, like, making a shape, zipping it to the other side of the room, hoping that they kind of followed it, like dogs going, oh, and then they snuck past. You might be able to find something else to do that with. You could tie something on. You could try that. Yeah, I must have something I could do that with. Yeah, because you... You haven't got... Well, you've got your dagger, but you probably want that. But you probably are carrying other things, aren't you? Did you bring an adventuring kit with you? Well, I can't have brought much. Only what I could fit in my pockets. Yeah. I mean, you, you wouldn't have a rucksack on me, that'd be... Do you have any volivons? I probably snuck a volivons in my pocket cause in case I got <laughs> hungry on the way. So, basically, wrapping some silk around a volivant. <clears throat> Did you eat the volivant? <laughs> no, I've definitely got one left over. Yeah. And because it's full of wind, it just flies. It's like a balloon. It's like a little vol balloon. Yeah. All right, so you throw a silk-covered volivant. It's an audacious strategy. I know, but I'm pretty sure that magic <laughs> silk dudes love volivants because, like, who doesn't? Um, okay. And uh, I'm hoping that'll send them off to the corner of the room sniffling. Volivant. <laughs> I don't even know what this counts as. It might work. I think it's charisma. I think you're trying to persuade them or trick them. And I do. And that's a full success. <laughs> yes. Yes. Always, always carry a volivant. They both go scuffling over, trying to assault your volivant on the floor. And you're able to get clear of the door. As soon as you do, they kind of do rumble it. But they've got a volivant to eat and those things can take upwards of three seconds. Well, not for a living silk creature. Ah. Because they're more interested in following whatever's moving fastest at any given oh, time. I was thinking they were worried about seasoning it quickly because you don't want to drip something on silk because it's really hard to wash. No, wait, it's magic silk. It's magic silk. This is easy to wash. Oh, they could they could eat volivants as quickly as they like. It's crazy. Anyway, the volivant isn't really the point here. <laughs> it really the is. The point is that there are two silk golems closing on you as you approach this corridor. What do you do? I'm keeping running. I've got my dagger out. Okay, so you're kind of fending them off. Yes. And then you have the silk corridor with the strands. Ah, I'm, I'm backflipping over that one. I remember the way, so I'm just dead good at this. You remember the way? Okay, so give me a dex roll to describe that. It's one more than eight. I was slightly better than last time. You get through safely. You get Yeah, you get through perfectly. The silk golems follow you. Ah, oh, man. And they don't. Tristan, you hear someone shout, destroy his guitar! <laughs> it must be a cursed instrument. I'm like, ah, oh, uh, uh, wait, 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 no, no, hold on, hold on, it could be something else. I think it's that guy, and I'm going to point to one of the guys <laughs> that was having a conspiratory conversation. I'm like, it's him, gonna, he's doing it! You <laughs> You should use your magic to convince them of that. That's issue. a good point. I'm going to use magic at the same time. Boom. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm like, it's that guy. 
that guy's trying to trick us. And brilliantly, the Red House head has already accused him. Yeah, so I'm... that adds weight to it. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, these guys could be innocent. I'm like, look, he's using magic on me. I can't stop. <laughs> Genius, Banbury. OC is icy. <laughs> right, we'll assume Banbury's snuck up next to you. You were calling Bam- for his name. Where the hell person. have you been, Banbury? <laughs> yeah, you still can't see him. But where the hell are you, Banbury? What happens is you get a sort of whiff of the odor loops, the distinctive odor that implies the proximity of Banbury. Odor Lutez, and I'm like, oh, thank God he's alive. <laughs> I mean, I imagine Banbury would smell the same when he was dead, but yeah, probably better when he's dead. <laughs> he's probably alive. And so you get the feeling that Banbury is right with you. Well, I'm going to hope that Banbury can back up my shouted accusation at his advice to try and, like... Well, it does seem like they're now having a pretty heavy... It's something between a argument and a dance-off <laughs> because they're trying to have a very serious argument but they can't stop dancing. And I think on a... Charisma roll of 10, I've just intensified it. Or that only the Crimson Crimson House guy's dancing even harder now. (laughs) Everyone else is kind of still bobbing along, but the Crimson House guy's really going for it. (laughs) Well, the other thing is, as you start, as you've been moving around the room, basically people are following you. Nice. It's like some conga line bullshit. Oh, okay. And they seem to be having a good time, but clearly there are people who feel like it should be their job to not be dancing, who are definitely dancing. I mean, I'm thinking, I can look at Banbury, I'm like, do I leave? Should I take him <laughs> out? Let's do it. Fuck it. I'm going to start congoing people out of here. Okay, so you're going to try and lead them out. But I'm going to start going, cha-cha-cha-cha, conga, cha-cha-cha-cha, conga. And I'm like, I can't stop. What are you doing, Crimson House, with accomplices, Black House and Yellow House? <laughs> Cyan. Cyan too. <laughs> I thought it was, oh no, Black's the old house. Yeah, Cyan and Yellow, my mistake. As you start making for the door, Hong Hu says, no. Which one's Hong Hu? He's the head of the Red House. Okay, I'll stop and me like... he's like doing his little dance. <laughs> and as he does his little dance, he just puts his hand up and he puts his hand up and these huge silk wall hangings just spring across the door. Okay, I'll, I'll stop me like... And they're like on the wall, like wallpaper, these kind of huge curtains that were up the whole side of the carriage. Wow. Of the uh, manor. <sighs> um, and so he's doing the same thing that... Grandmother Chi does, but to a much larger scale. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to explain to him that I was like, I'm just trying to break his spell. I I thought if we got distance from him, it would break the spell. <laughs> I'm an innocent stranger in this land. <laughs> I demand restitution. I know that's not the right word, but it feels good. <laughs> he says, you've walked into a lot of trouble, but if you could maybe stop everyone from dancing for a moment. Okay, I'll try and... Op- I'll try and overpower his magic with my own raw natural magnetism. I'm like, uh, ah, bam! And I hit a note that's so good and it's so right and it's so powerful that it just kills the magic dead. And they don't realise that it's just because I've stopped casting the spell. But I'm like, <laughs> ah, emotion! Bang! <laughs> 
and it all just stops. And I'm like, oh, I just fall to the floor, spent. And I'm like, oh, I have beaten his evil magic. Yeah, get out of this one, Crimson. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> and from the stage which she has now ascended, Jin Shao, the leader of the Crimson House, he gives a little nod to the band and holds up her hand. Oh, sh- he says, quiet. He says, Today is a day of celebration, a reminder of what it means to belong to the Lunzi Duran. And it is wonderful to have you all to celebrate with us. But you can see lots of people around the room are looking sidelong at each other. They're quite untrustworthy. Untrustworthy? They're quite untrusting. Uh, This isn't part of the normal events. And he says, but one thing that we've learned in our many years is that you have to be very careful around outsiders, even though they might be wonderful, charming musicians. And he gives a big grin and a nod to Tristan. I'll give him a big bow, a big fuck you bow. (laughs) (laughs) A slow head shake. (laughs) And he says, and yet we have seen trouble brought on our people by outsiders. And our very way of life is at the point of being undermined by these people. And you, you all of you, have permitted this. But I say it's time for this to stop now. It's time for us to stop allowing interlopers to take what belongs to us. I like to think that um, at this point, Tristan, who previously was leading a dance-off, has moved on to balloon animals, and he's just sort of squeezes the end of one, and it kind of goes... (laughs) Ben, can Banbury, from under his invisible cloak, just lob a somewhat fishy prawn ring at this guy who's grandstanding on the stage in the ultimate show of disrespect? Yes, like a frisbee, like the ones you get in Iceland, but it's like an entire prawn ring. You might get, you might be allergic to shellfish too. Shellfish bastard. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Give me that volley roll. Okay. I might perceive it as a threat against me and catch it in midair. Well, goblet. Let's down. see. Let's see how he volleys. Ooh, actually, eleven. <laughs> Full success. Yes, he's. You hoopler him. With a prawn ring. <laughs> he is a halfling. <laughs> yeah, so this prawn ring bounces off him and he just kind of brushes his shoulder where it landed and it tumbles to the floor. <laughs> Bambi's going to really loudly yell from the back, BITCH! <laughs> <laughs> and he says, Hear how uncouth their words are, how uncivilized their ways are. This is not the way that any civilized person would speak. These are not part of any civilization. They are thieves. Here comes the second one. And they are liars. (laughs) Eleven again. Wait, I'm going to catch it. (laughs) Meringue to the face. I think uh, Banbury's only had the prawn rings that were near him. Uh, intermediate. Banbury, I, I'm really happy for you guys to burn through good worlds on these prawn rings. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that was an eight. They talk like children. They cause trouble. I am a child, you sucker! <laughs> and they steal from us. And the Red House has allowed its most precious belonging 
to be stolen, to be taken from it by these outsiders. I know there's a bit of a hubbub. People are like, they don't say anything. They're just making weird noises. You know. Charlie says. People are like, stealing. Typical foreigners. This is exactly what foreigners do. Oh, Ali. So good. He glares down at Tristan and he says, these people belong to a cartel of thieves who have left a trail of destruction across our villages, across our lands, and that seek to undermine our very way of life. And these are the people that Hong Hu has welcomed into his community. I'd just like to point out at this, at this stage, I'm kind of leaning up against a pillar nonchalantly watching the show, <laughs> watching his performance. Still a little yawn and being like, who wants the music back, chumps? <laughs> yeah, looking at my watch. I'm like, come on, look at my little sundial on my wrist. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to be right. It's inside. No, it's. I'm just. I'm just acting up. I'm not really checking the time, Enigma. I've got a plan. <laughs> the other guys in the room are like, that chump doesn't even know how to use a sundial. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody foreigners. <laughs> and he continues. Mm. He says, when I heard that these notorious criminals. Perhaps you have seen the wanted posters. And yet now, one of them has the audacity to appear in our very midst. The bare-faced cheek. These people stole... And from his left sleeve, he draws out the die stone of the Red House. <gasps> he says, this very house is die stone. What? And you see everyone... Dum-dum-dum! Yes, so this is a big deal. And people don't know what to do, but you see shock, surprise and anger on the faces of the people around the room, except for Hong Hu, mm. the leader of the Red House. He just looks sad, but he doesn't look surprised. Uh, <clears throat> I think he's had enough. From the corner of the room, you're going to hear a... As Tristan starts walking forward, I'm like, I think you've done enough speaking for now. <laughs> Jeng Chao if that is your real name. <laughs> so I'm going to start walking says, through. Everybody knows it's my name. I'm uh, well known within this town. Well, Junchao. But I wouldn't expect your foreign tongue to fit around the sophistication of our names. I'm going to turn to the audience and be like, God, he's the worst, isn't he, guys? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to walk up to the stage slowly and I'm like, you see, you see, Zheng Chao, that's one way to look at it, isn't it? What you've just painted there is a very pretty picture, but there is another picture that could be painted, isn't there? And now my great idea is going out the window as I'm winging it. <laughs> say, See, the thing is, Chang Chao, you did come to us, and you did ask us to steal that gem. I'm not going to lie, that's the truth. I made no such request. I heard you had goods to sell. But the problem and is... my spies told me yeah, that see, the value was worth the money, that you would... Give up our most Ooh. sacred treasures for a handful of coin. Yes. Bullshit! Yeah, the problem is, Zheng Chao, that that's not true, is it? See, unfortunately, you came to us about two weeks after Hong Hu came to us. And you know what he told us? He mentioned that a certain three houses were interested in some subterfuge. 
and that they had a plan to steal a certain gem. I'm going to glance across at Hong Hu and give him a little wink. <laughs> a little imperceptible wink. Uh, oh, okay. Roll to see if I can wink properly. Continue. Imps can see it. No, I, what I'm interested in is whether it is imperceptible to everyone else. Uh-uh. But we'll, we'll, turned... we'll leave that. So yeah, you give this wink and then you say... You know, don't let me finish the speech and say, by the way, 20 minutes ago, everyone saw the wink. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. I, I assume that you can do that. Yeah, okay. So now I'm off my flow. <laughs> now you know how it feels. Wait, where's my mouse? This is the important thing. Is... Anytime anyone grandstands, just, just interrupt them. It'll be real good. Yeah. <laughs> Break their flow. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of... Proper... I'm going to throw a party ring at Tristan now. Yeah. <laughs> because Barry feels a bit bad and Tristan seems to be stuttering and it'll... Oh, five. It's all right. <laughs> I've caught it. I'm not even going to roll. I catch it out of the air. And then I'm going to say to everyone, see, he can't even catch a prawn ring. And I'm just going to bite it off and throw the tail at Ching Yao. Bambri's going to start a slow clap in the background and hope that... He- nice. Nice. Bambri, you did just... Does the audience join in? You did just roll a five. Uh-oh. What a team. Yep. Throwing a prawn ring at Tristan. Yep. The downside is that I caught it, Ben. So, as Banbury does his slow clap, he realises that his throwing endeavour has actually just allowed the robe to slip back. (laughs) And he's now standing in the middle of everyone and people around are staring at him with look of, where did this little git bag come from? Don't worry, I've got this covered. You see, even the assassins that Yang Chao had hired have been displaced by us. He says, this is no assassin, this is another of these thieves showing their devious ways. Yes, you would say that. Allow me to continue. So Hong Hu contacted us and he explained your plan and... An elaborate lie. Sir, you've had your nonsense few minutes. I can tell you for certain that this is a lie. (sighs) Hong Hu... And Hong Hu will confirm it, won't you, Hong Hu? I'm sure Hong Hu will, but... For now, I am going to explain the situation, and then he can confirm it. Hong Hu came to us and explained that you, the Yellow House, and I'm going to point to the Yellow House, and the Cyan House, by the way, you might want to get guards on them. He told us what you were planning because you weren't as clever as you thought. (laughs) You thought no one had noticed what you were planning, but he knew. Because he's not a stupid new... He's not new to this game, kid. He's been doing this a lot longer than you could even imagine. And he asked us... You hear like a cub hubbub around the room. It was like, yeah, yeah, he has been doing this a long time. He does know his stuff. Yeah. He's a professional. You're small time. You're absolutely terrible at this. What you've just done is you've come onto the stage and admitted that you have the gem. But here's the thing. And I want to try and... I'm going to reach out and take the gem. And I'm going to drop it on the stage. And then I'm going to stamp on it. Whoa. <laughs> Man, I hope it shatters. Okay. Proving that it's not real. Tristan, you drop the jewel on the stage. Uh-oh. It goes straight through. It's real. You go to stamp on it. Oh, it's not there. No, it is there. Oh. So as you do that, there are like six crossbows from around the room trained on you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's cool. Immediately. That's fine. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Oh, that's all right. I'm so confident this isn't the gem. As long as they don't fire. So do you go ahead and do you go and stamp on it? Wait, so I'm holding it and I'm going to be like, guys, you've got to trust me. And I'm going to hold it out and I'm going to go to let it go. And I'm going to be like, J-. Hazel Wen, the leader of the Black House, yeah. entirely robed in black, comes forward and he says, there may be a better way to prove the authenticity of this. I shall pass it 
the Hazel Wen. And I shall say, I will confirm, this is not the gemstone. This is a very impressive replica. We had zero interest in getting involved in your politics, but when Hong Hu explained what this man was trying, to try and start another, what we've termed, the Silk War. We want none of that. We have had nothing but gracious hospitality from your people. You have been fantastic. I have loved entertaining for you. And we do not want to say some smarmy little shitbag who thinks he's <laughs> Mr. To quote my wizard friend, Billy Big Balls over there. <laughs> no, he's not Billy Big Balls. This man here thinks he's Billy Big Balls. Hong who asked us to set him up, basically. Oh, this was so much cooler in my head the whole week I've been planning it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's okay. Basically, Hong who wanted him to admit in front of everyone what he'd done and to prove he had the stone. And that is why I deliver you this fake. Please prove it's fake and you will be able to confirm the gem never left wherever you keep it. I don't know why I'm holding out as if you're actually there. Yeah, I swear to God, if, if you guys have dropped the ball. So, damn it. I, I wish I was as eloquent as in my head. Ben, Banbury is going to slowly pick up the invisible robe and shove it down his not-potato sack. <laughs> okay, that that's fine, yeah. I'm. It looks a bit weird, because as far as anyone can see, you're, like, shoving nothing down your potato sack. I'm going to shove it down my back so I look more like Quasimodo. Okay, yeah, that's going to have that effect. It'll kind of be like a big bump on your back. Mm. It feels really, really smooth against your skin as well. It's, like, pretty nice. Uh. So, meanwhile, up front, Jin Shao is glaring at Tristan. I'm doing that thing where I s I'm pretending there's something in my eye, but I'm using my middle finger to remove it. <laughs> so I'm actually flipping him the bird while I pretend to get something out of my eye. But Hazel Wen says, Hong Hu, you will be able to prove the validity of this. Is this a fake or is this real? Swear to God, Hong Hu, don't drop the ball this time. And Hong Hu says, I believe my die master will be able to prove one way or another. But perhaps, and he looks over at you, Tristan, mm. and he slightly raises an eyebrow and he says, perhaps we should confirm whether it has been stolen at all. I'll give him a little imperceptible nod. Percy, hmm. the little bell in your room starts ringing. What do you do? It's like a little bell over the table hung on a silk thread. Shh, shh, shh. be quiet, be quiet. <laughs> that, it doesn't seem to be listening to your instructions. Um, I'll poke my head around and have a look at the corridor where Enigma went to. You can't see any sign of Enigma yet. Anything. Um... Can I go and try to switch the bell off? Yeah, and the bell's hanging from a piece of silk, so you could maybe cut it. Or Hold the clanger. Don't want to damage their bell. You would you potentially damage it at that point, yes. Oh, I'll just go and hold the bell. Just hold the bell. Nice. Yeah, hold the knocker. <laughs> grabbing grabbing knocker. Grab the knocker. I thought it was called a dong. Do you want to hold a dung or a knot? <laughs> Getting your hands on a dung of the blissful cleft stone. Oh, just grab the bell end. <laughs> <laughs> it's all gold. Oh, there's a 
It's a lot to be mined out of this. So, Enigma, you get past the next set of traps, but the silk golems are following you. Oh. And, like, they're just being peppered with arrows now as they walk down this corridor. Are you just making a sprint for yep. it? Um, along the wall so that I can avoid that um, trap. Yep. And I've got to shout, Percy! Okay, do you, grab, do you grab all your gear as you go past the magnet thing? Uh, the disarming pillar? No. Okay, cool. You run along the wall and into the room where you find Percy hanging onto a bell. As you come round the corner, you can see the silk golems behind you. Enigma. What I'm thinking... Is it what? Yeah. I'm like, Percy, we've got to get out of here. So I pick up like my volavant tray, straighten my yeah. like dicky bow, whatever I'm wearing, stick the moustache back on, and we just walk out like nonchalantly, like, I've got the volavants. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> One thing that happens is you hear a clank from the corridor behind you as the golems walk into the trap you avoid. Yeah. And do you glance back? Yeah. A trapdoor in the floor has opened, and a trapdoor in the ceiling has opened. The silk golems have fallen through the floor, then come out through the ceiling and fallen <laughs> through the floor again. <laughs> and they are now falling extremely fast. Man. And apparently interminably. Well, we shouldn't have any more trouble from that. <laughs> Dodge that one. <laughs> okay, Percy, Enigma's got her tray. You're holding a bell. <laughs> Bell, put that in my pocket. Yeah, and okay, Enigma's we... got her volavance. Yep. Ooh, we we could, we could just um, disappear out, couldn't we? That's what I'm thinking. You got a little way. You could disappear out. I'll mm. leave a volavance just on the like stoned guard, just because I feel a little bit bad, and I did promise a volavance. <laughs> Yeah, she's like been placed in an armchair and she's just kind of chattering happily to herself. You can't really tell what's going yeah, she's on. She's going to wake up. She's yeah. going to feel she's rough. She's in a happy place. But she'll have a volavant. It'll, she'll feel better. Feel bad about spiking. Um, so as we get out into that little room where the um, the guards had dragged the assistant dime master, yeah. um, I will just say to them, Look, I, I don't know if you managed to get further up the the corridor, but um, but it all looks pretty open up there, and this bell was going off. <laughs> One of the guards looks at you very seriously and is like, this is terrible. I, uh, well, I'm sorry, I can put it back up if you want, but I'm just not very good at DIY. <laughs> no, this is very seriously. You fulfilled your duties perfectly. We will get the specialists in that this requires. Fear not. Very well. Well, I'll, I'll leave it in your capable hands anyway. And, yes, he kind of gives you a little salute. And then, do you just head out? Yep. Yep. I think we'll head out. All cool and like nothing's happening. Yep. You, you kind of come out all, all properly like nothing's happening. Volavant. And just as you go, you can hear the girls chattering. And one of them suddenly goes, wait, who was that waiter? But you're already out. <laughs> <laughs> And you emerge into a scene of some drama. Oh.
I fucking love raccoons. Like, I really like possums as well, it turns out. Yeah. Like a man snake. An angelic snake. An angelic snake. They loved him, but they also feared him. Ben, are you sure that if it looks quite small, like 0.2, then that's okay? It is okay. If you could be a little louder, it'd be great. The small ones have got to be small or the big ones wouldn't be big. That's true. That's the truth. How's that? That's a little better. Just say it's cold in your voice. (laughs) (laughs) Disgusting perverts. (laughs) We can hear you when you mutter into your breath now. (laughs) I've listened to the whole of the last two sessions unedited. Oof. (laughs) So, yes. I'm glad that you feel my pain. That's a long time. It's a lot. He gets the real lols. I've listened to at least an hour of me doing a long silence, then going, um, while I try and think out what's happening. Um, Sorry, Ben. I'm not here. And he says, where's Stuart gone? I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Stuart's at the back watching Hello Good show guys He's turning some curtains Pull yourself together man (laughs) It's a classic Ha ha Paul joke book Classic Doctor Doctor joke Mm -hmm. The bare faced cheek Moon Moon Stu Moon Moon I'm just going to pull my trousers down And moon him Apparently (laughs) (laughs) It's what I've been. What, it's what the fans requested. No, that's not the cheek of it. <laughs> You've always got a cracker joke, haven't you, Ali? <laughs> Classic. Oh. Uh, but and yet, Bambri's the one throwing ring pieces around. <laughs> <laughs> this is not our best work tonight, team. <laughs> no, it's we not. We are scraping the bottom of the barrel. I do regret interrupting his flow now. Yeah, yeah, we, we were going quite well. And yeah, now... <laughs> I tried to resist interrupting, but we'll edit all this out. The whole thing, the whole session. We'll just use what we recorded last time.